Let's just pray. Father, we thank you for your presence here in this place. And Lord, we just have come this morning because we're hungry for you. Lord, even desperate for you. That you would touch our lives today with your presence, with your spirit, with your power. That God, something would shift in our hearts today. Something would change in our lives, Father, through the remainder of this service. And God, that truly we'll leave here different from how we walked in the doors because we've met with God, because we've been in the presence of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. God, let something within us of self die and let it be replaced with something of you that we might leave here, oh God, just that one step closer to you. We ask these things in the wonderful name of Jesus. And everyone said? Well, grab a seat. Uh, At the end of this service, uh, we are going to go after the power of God, a miracle, a breakthrough. Does anyone need any kind of miracle, breakthrough, healing, answer to prayer? About five of us. Rest of you are in perfect health and no problems in your life whatsoever. Hey, God bless you. I, I, I hope to be like one of you one of these days, but I've probably got a little way to go yet. But uh, I believe, friends, there are miracles in the house. Want us to say it? Welcome to all our campuses as well. Can we all just say that together? There are miracles in this house. There are miracles in this house. Tell the person next to you, there are miracles in this house. The time has come for miracles. Every time we meet, there's got to be miracles because my Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4 verse 20, The kingdom of God is not just words, it's not just talk, it's not just singing, it's not just preaching. It is power. It is power. It's power. (laughs) And I'm after the power of God like you would not believe. So we're going to get it. We will get there today. John Powell was a great writer and lecturer. And in his theology class was this young man by the name of Tim, who was in Tom, sorry, who was an absolute pain. He was a resident atheist in the theology class. That does happen. And the worst thing about him, the most annoying thing about him, he had this long hair and he would comb it during the lectures. <laughs> Imagine that. Anyway, when he handed in his final paper, he said to uh, Powell, John Powell, he said, do you think I'll find God? John Powell initially said no, but then as he was leaving, he called out and says, no, but God will find you. Seven years later, Tom is back. His hair is all gone. He's struggling with cancer. He said he cried out to God, but the heavens were brass. Then he remembered some words, other words John Powell had said to him. He said, wouldn't it be a shame to die without telling the people you love that you actually love them? Mm, think about that. So he went to his dad, who's a very demonstrative man, and he said, I want to say something. His dad just rustled the papers, and he said it was really hard. But he went ahead and said, Dad, I love you. To his absolute shock and amazement, his father responded, and they spent the whole night talking, and the relationship was restored. He went through the same process with his mother, and then with his younger brother, with the same result. And then he said these words. He said, somewhere in the midst, he said, of the whole process of loving, hear this, of loving, of reaching out, God turned up. 
You want God to turn up? Reaching out and loving. He got his life sorted out. God met him in a very real way. He was wonderfully saved, and a few shortly afterwards, he died. See, John Powell spoke positive words of life into the resident atheist who was a pain. Years later, the power in those words would be fulfilled as Tom sorted out his life and God found him. Friends, there are miracles in your mouth in abundance, in massive abundance. And so we're going to go after this once again and try and help us to get these miracles out of our mouths and see transformation. You are an anointed miracle worker with, from God, and a lot of it just comes out of your mouth. Let's remember the first miracle, we've been saying this, found in Genesis chapter 1, was when God spoke. Let there be light, let there be firmament. Words, the, the, the first foremost way of miracles was words out of the mouth. <clears throat> you and I are made in the image of God, and I'm telling you, there are hundreds, if not thousands, of miracles waiting to come out of your mouth. If we can get this sorted out, it'll be one of the greatest uh, progresses that we can make moving forward. Because I've decided that as Church Unlimited, we're doing, a, we have done, we are doing a reset after COVID-19, and our reset is this: is that with God's help. We're going to become far more positive with our words and far less negative with the words that come out of our mouths because that's going to release an avalanche of God's miracle power right here in Church Unlimited, which means in your life, in your home, in your workplace, in your family, we're going to release miracle after miracle after miracle. This may be, you know, what I'd like you to think this way is you're going to think back in years to go, you're going to think back to the significant moment in the history of the world, which was COVID-19. How many of you reckon you're going to remember that? We're going to all remember that. I want you to remember at the same time that that was a season where you finally got on top of the words that came out of your mouth and you became a miracle worker in Jesus' name. See, that's my dream. That's what I'm working on and uh, that's what I'm hoping is going to be outworked in my life. That COVID-19 was a, a moment in my life that transitioned my mouth from me, from me to being less negative and much more positive. The reason I'm preaching this message again or aspects of it again today is I've felt over the last couple of weeks the Holy Spirit saying to me, Tark, you need to understand that for you and the people that you lead and for every Christian, well, for everybody on the planet, winning in the area of the tongue is probably the most significant key to your future. Yeah. It's been impressed on my heart. I've been saying, God, why don't you deal with me on this 40 years ago. I guess there's a time for things. So friends, I want you to understand this. Your future depends on this area in a massive, massive way. And also, I felt since we started this, I, you know, the Holy Spirit's inspired me to keep on my fast from negative speech and being more positive. Have I failed? I sure have. This is day number 14, but I'm gonna keep on going. And I hope I'll keep this going until God takes me to glory that I'm gonna keep winning this battle. I'm gonna get better and better and better and better. And I trust some of you will join me on this and uh, hopefully we're gonna make progress together. So Proverbs 18, 21, you know it very well. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those who love it will eat its fruit. Think about that. You eat the fruit of your words. 
You eat the fruit of your words. And then Psalm 141 verse 3 says, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips. Make it a prayer. Why don't you pray that right now? Come on, why don't we say that together? Uh, Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Uh, Keep watch over the door of my lips. They reckon the average New Zealander has around 30 conversations a day and speaks between 2,000 and 20,000 words. How many of you are in the 2,000 category? How many of you are in the 20,000 category? That's a lot of words, folks. <laughs> that is a lot of words. And uh, hey, we want to try and get on top of the words that come out of our mouths. I saw this video clip, which is really quite interesting. It's this blind man. He's going to come up on our screen for you. And he's, uh, there he is sitting there. And uh, basically he says, uh, I'm blind. Please help me. And so a few people came past and gave him a coin here and a coin there, but not a lot. Then this lady walked past, she grabbed the sign and she changed the sign and she wrote new words on the sign. And the new words were this, uh, it's a beautiful day and I can't see it. Suddenly, floods of coins started coming. Everyone going past, go coin after coin. It's quite an interesting, you can look it up on on YouTube, uh, coming through all the time. And the whole point is this, friends, change your words and you change your world. Even the world understands this truth. And if we can capture this in our hearts, I think it's going to be a, a massive step forward for all of us. It says in James 3, verse 6 and 8, the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. No man can tame the tongue. Could I add no woman either? Just saying. No one can tame the tongue. All right, so there's a really difficult area. How many know there's a difficult area? So I'm not here to, want, I don't want anyone to feel condemned, all right? But I do want you to feel convicted. When you're convicted, it feels good. You know, when God's been convicting me in this year, and I feel so good, I think, oh, wow, this is awesome. God's going to change me, because with conviction comes freedom if you respond to it. And so I'm, I'm trusting that God's going to keep helping me do this. But you see, the tongue does us so much harm. That's what we need to understand. How many of you know that you, if you eat fast foods day after day after day, how many of you know as you take it and it's doing you harm? Right. Yeah, three of us know that, okay? <laughs> how many of you know if you have you know, sh- drinks full of sugar, you know, two or three a day or one or two every day, you know that's doing you a lot of harm? So every time we speak negatively, we need to know it's doing us a lot of harm. And that's what's going to motivate us to change the words that come out of our lips. So the goal is to improve, all right? The goal is just to get better. You, you're not going to get to a point where you have no negative words coming. You just, that's going to take a long time, maybe when Jesus comes out. But you can improve, all right? So I'm going to ask you to do something right now. This is going to hurt, all right? This is going to hurt. But I'm going to ask you to do it anyway. I want to, you to rate yourself with your tongue. If, you, you know, if, if, uh, if you're a 10, that means you never speak negative words. If you're a zero, it means that you only speak negative words. Where are you on a scale of zero to 10? 10 seconds to think about it. Don't manifest. <laughs> All right, have you got it? Come on, lock it in your brain. Has everyone worked out a number? <laughs> if you're not sure, ask someone. <laughs> They'll tell you. Okay, and then the point is this. If you're a two, can you get to a three? You're still really bad, but it's better than two. <laughs> <laughs> if 
If you're a five, can you get to six? You know, are you a eight? I doubt whether there's an eight in this place looking around. <laughs> Eight's pretty high, all right. I wouldn't be anywhere near eight, I don't think. So Ephesians 4, 29 to 30, let's just explore this a little bit. Uh, Let no corrupt word proceed out of your mouth, but what is good for necessary edification, that it may impart grace to the hearers. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God. See, our speech, the number one way we grieve the Holy Spirit, God showed me this, is for most of us is through our words. When you grieve the Holy Spirit, you lose his power. You know, the thing you need most in your life is the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit. Because without that, you can't, uh, win, you can't be victorious in life. You're not going to get the victories that you want to get. So getting a, a hold of this is so important so we don't grieve the wonderful, wonderful Holy Spirit who we so desperately need in our lives. And so can I, can I just kind of go in some different angles on this for a while? Because I just want to mention social media for a while. Because not just the words we speak here that people hear, there's words that come out on Instagram, words that come out on Facebook, words that come out online, words that come out on all the social media platforms. And I'm shocked at some of the words that I read. And I think, my goodness, do you realize that you can't delete that? You know, so we've got to be our negative words. You might, you might be a quietly spoken person, but you're a disaster. <laughs> when it comes to Facebook and all the rest of the words that go out there. Uh, so, you know, we, we, need to, we need to stop because the damage can be enormous. We abuse people, you know, through just typing or putting words into these social media. So I want to tell, just tell the person next to you right loud, really loud, stop it. Okay, stop it. Online, stop it. Don't abuse people. Don't put people down. Do you know that New Zealand has an epidemic of bullying? One in two Kiwi kids are bullied at school at least once a month. We are the second worst in the OECD countries of the world. We have a problem with bullying in this nation. We're talking your kids. We're talking your grandchildren. We're talking our future right here. And they say that most of the bullying comes through words and uh, the results in mental health issues and suicide. But the most common bullying is other students made fun of me. So bad. It's got to stop. We've got to model something ourselves. They spread nasty rumors about me. I mean, imagine that. No wonder there's mental health and suicidal issues in society today. These are terrible things. And another one is not words, but they left me out of things. Look, I know what I'm talking about. When I was 11 years old, I was humiliated in front of the entire class, and I was called fat. You talking about pain? You talking about humiliation? You talking about hurt? This has got to stop, friends. Yeah. That's right. This needs to change. But 
But you know, we can't tell the next generation to change if we don't change. Because <laughs> my question is, what are we modeling ourselves that makes the kids like this? I don't want us to blame ourselves, but it is a major problem, friends, that we have. You see, as adults, <clears throat> parents, we need to guard our words because our kids are going to copy us because they listen with their eyes and they watch and see what we do. And, you know, there are kids that look up to you, listen carefully, <clears throat> and they are desperate for words of life. I know they're rascals. <laughs> I know they drive you up the wall. I know they're horrendously behaved. I understand all that, but they're still desperate for words of life. And I just wonder sometimes that the, the, the worse the kids are, the more desperate they are to hear words of life come out of our lips. And hey, look, again, I said, look, we all fail in this, but I'm just saying, can we just maybe improve on this? Uh, because, you know, we can use the right words to release massive blessing in our children. It's extraordinary what you and I can do, and they'll release them into their gifts and help them to flourish. Many of you have heard the story of Thomas Edison. You know, he comes home with a letter from his teacher and gives it to his mum, this is for his mum, and mum's read it, it reads, uh, reads the um, letter, and basically it says in there, your son is mentally Ill, Ill. we will not allow him to attend our school. It was terrible. So she refused to believe it. Okay, and some say, and we, it's hard to get the exact story right, but some say that she told him he was a genius instead. <laughs> That's a good call, eh? <laughs> Teacher says you're mentally retarded. Your mum says you're a genius. Guess who wins? Guess who wins? The person the kid sees the most. The person the kid hears the most. And so he went on to become one of the greatest uh, inventors of his time, and after his mother died, he actually found the letter from the teacher. And when he read it, apparently he sobbed and sobbed and sobbed. He couldn't believe it. And then he wrote these words in his diary. Thomas Edison was an adult or mentally ill child that, thanks to the heroism of his mother, became the genius of the century. Come on. Come on. That daughter of yours, that son of yours, that you think is a little bit whatever, you're going to go nowhere, going to accomplish nothing, maybe is a genius. Maybe is outstanding in some way. Maybe has seeds of brilliance in that child and you can bring it out with the words of your mouth. There's a miracle in your mouth. There is a miracle in your mouth. Get it out. Release it. Release it, friends. Release it. And see how lives are changed and transformed. Tell you the story of John Wesley, rescued super amazingly from a, a fire as a little kid. I don't know how old he was, maybe five, six, seven. And his mother, no, he's younger than that because his mother's holding him in his arms and basically says, you're a brand plucked out of the fire. And the thought was that God's hand was on this young man to do something. John Wesley went on to become a great revivalist and they say till his old age, I think it was in his 80s, he's still quoting the words of his mother a brand plucked out of the fire. The words, for, I feel this, friends. The words that our kids hear and the people around us hear, friends. They, it's almost like they stay, they stay almost suspended in the air with power to bring a fulfillment and to bring an answer. 
and to bring a result in their lives. You see, the point is this, friends. We've got to understand something. And you've heard me say it so many times. Every person on the planet, you, me, your children, your grandchildren, have been immensely gifted by God. Every single, there are no exceptions, friend. Your child is not an exception. Your friend is not an exception. Your work colleague is not, no one is an exception because we are all made in the image of God. You know, I'm on a mission for people to try and understand this because if we can get a hold of this, that we are all immensely talented, gifted, capable by God. In fact, there's been research done, I can't remember the exact figures, but you can do something better than the next 7,000 people. There's something you are uniquely gifted at. So all of us are gifted, friends. Our kids are gifted, but somehow to pull it out of them, it's gonna take the words coming out of our mouths and out of our lips. See, Jesus created new realities over people. He was amazing how he did it. So Jacob, what's that mean? He's a deceiver, he's a crook, you know, he's a, he's a cheat. That's what it means. So Jesus says, no, 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 that's not who you are. You're Israel. He changed his name. Prince with God. And guess what Jacob, this cheat, liar, deceiver became? A prince with God. And maybe you can do that for your kids. What about Abram? Changes his name to Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations. Every time someone said, Abraham, he thought, oh, I'm a father of many nations. Guess what? He became a father of many nations. You create new realities over people's lives with the words that we speak. You know, I remember a prophecy given to me. You know the story in Sri Lanka. Over a decade ago, this prophet said, you should have a television ministry. I had zero interest in a television ministry. Six months, we had a television ministry. Why? The miracle was in his mouth. He spoke it over my life. Power was released, and what was spoken was prophetic, and it came to pass, and it came to fulfillment. If he had never said those words to me, I, don't, I doubt whether I ever would have had a television ministry. You see, friends, you and I have to discern the gifts and callings in people. Discern what they are, speak it over, over them, and call out the greatness. Who can you do that for? Is there five or six people you know you can do this for in your life? But call it out of them, friends. It's in there. Discern it. There are miracles in your mouth. There are miracles in your mouth waiting to come out. Would you let them come out? Please. People depend on it so much. You know, oh my goodness, thank you, Jesus. You know, some of us have terrible self-talk. You know, I'm no good, not as good as, ugly, never amount to much. So Electra wanted his students to realize how much they put them down. Some of you have heard of this or seen it. So gave them all a rubber band, which I've got one here, if I can get it out. And they were to put it around their wrist, all right, like this. And... For 24 hours, every time they said something, put themselves down, they had to flick it like that. Every time. Every time. Some of you, it's like this. <laughs> every five seconds. They were shocked the next day. Some kids came and their wrists were black and blue. They put themselves down so much. When you're putting yourself down all the time, it's very hard to then speak positive. You've got to learn to preach to yourself because the devil is preaching at you all the time. Your brain is preaching at you all the time. You've got to change the track, friends, and start speaking positive to yourself. And I think the best way to do it, I don't care how you do it, one of the good ways to do it is through the Word of God. And, you know, and, and just speak what the verses of Scripture tell us. And um, 
For example, it says, you know, when the devil preaches at you that you're no good, you're a loser, you're, never, you're inferior, you'll never get out of debt, on and on. You preach these verses to him. You, you say things like, by his stripes I am held. You're preaching in the mirror, wherever you want to. I'm full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. The blessing of the Lord makes me rich. I am the head and not the tail. I will be above and not beneath. God has a great future planned for me. I'm wonderfully and fairly fully made. All my family will be saved and serve the Lord. I am more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. If God before me, who can be against me? No weapon formed against me will prosper. I can do all things through Christ who stands there. I am more than a conqueror. So devil, get out of my life and get out of my brain. <laughs> Preach to yourself. All right, very quickly, five ways that we can win the battle of the tongue. Number one is faith. God would not ask you to do what's impossible. You can do this. You can do, tell the person next to you, you can do this. Because some of you don't believe you can, but you can. You can do this, all right? My second point is this. You know, okay, these, these are your words that you're gonna speak for a day, all right? This glass is it, all right? So most of us, no problem, positive words. Yeah, we can do it, positive, positive. Yeah, 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 we're doing good. I don't know how far that goes, all right? But after that, we've got a problem because we know that the rest of it's gonna be negative. And we're thinking, how can I not speak negative for the rest of the day? How can I just keep being positive like I am? So do what you do. Don't try and speak negative. Fill the glass up with positive words. Just be positive, 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 positive. So you're not trying to be negative. You're just being positive, 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 positive all day until it overflows. <laughs> Friends, you'll never win by trying not to be negative. Change your language. Just begin to find every positive thing that you can find and keep on speaking it out. And sooner or later, it's going to work for you. You know, and you can apply this to relationships, marriages, or anything else. Let me just give you 10 words that will release amazing blessing into any relationship. You ready for these? You know them, all right, but here they come again. Um, I'm sorry. I was wrong. Forgive me. I love you. Can we practice that together? Come on, let's go. Just follow me. I'm sorry. Uh, some of you haven't said that for a long, long time. A few of you just choked. I could tell. I could tell. Some of you couldn't even say it, could you? Come on. Some of you upstairs, you didn't say that. All right, let's try it again. Everybody, I'm sorry. Ooh, powerful. Here we go. Oh, this gets worse. Um, I was wrong. Come on, loud. Yeah, you actually were. I was wrong. Uh, forgive me. That's probably the hardest one to get out, isn't it? Forgive me. And the last one, nice and out. I love you. Wow. Ten words, you know them, but you've got to practice them. Okay, number three, find your voice in prayer, in praise, in thanksgiving. And uh, you know, that's going to help you be more positive and less negative. And these are keys to releasing miracles and breakthroughs in our lives. You know, there's a miracle in your mouth. When Paul and Silas began to sing praises to God, miracles were released. There was breakthrough. There was answers. Prison doors were open. The miracle was in their mouths. There's a miracle in your praise, worship, thanksgiving, prayer releases miracles. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 and 18. Pray without ceasing. Ah, that's a good call. Guess what? If you did that, you would never be negative. Thank you for the overwhelming response on that point. Pray without saying, in everything give thanks. Maybe go with that one. In everything give thanks. You can't be negative if you're giving thanks in everything. 
Everyone say, in everything. Mm. Think about that. I might think about it myself. When the Holy Spirit, number four, when the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, there were tongues of fire. They were given a new tongue, a new language. With a new language, they changed the world. It's time for a new language, folks. It's time for a new tongue. Time for a new voice. You will change your world, and you'll change the world around you as well at the same time. Number five, join us on a double fast. Double fast. First one is three days fasting from food. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, join us for the half night of press, 6.30 p.m., 10.30 p.m. That's fast number one, but then also do a five-day fast from all negative speech. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. It's a double fast. And then join us if you are able for prayer, and it will be fantastic. Right speech in our church means greater unity will release greater blessing. I want Church Unlimited to be a safe place for people to come. Not a place where they get criticized. A place where they get put down. A place where there's arguments unnecessarily. Church needs to be a safe place. If there's any place on earth that should be safe, it should be the church. Should it not? Is not love the greatest? If there should be a manifestation of love anywhere, it should be in the church. Come on, no more putting one another down. No more criticizing someone else, whether it's verbally or Facebook or social media. Come on, stop it. Tell the person next to you, stop it. We've got to do this, folks. We've got to do We've got to do this because it's just so damaging in so many of people's lives. And people lose their way and sometimes it's very hard to actually get them back. I finish with this last thought. God had a great victory planned for the children of Israel to take Jericho. Gave them an unusual strategy. They had to march around once a day. And then on the seventh day, last day, they had to march around seven times. And then they said on the seventh day, when you all shout, the walls will come crumbling down. What an insane strategy. How many of you reckon they would have mumbled and grumbled all the time going around those things thinking, what on earth is this about? How can this bring walls down? So guess what God said in Joshua 6 and verse 10, he said these words, Joshua commanded, you shall not shout or make any noise with your voice, nor shall, a, nor shall a word proceed out of your mouth until I say shout. They were told, they muted. They were muted. They were muted, friends. God gave them the strategy, but they didn't believe it would, they probably didn't believe it would work, so God muted them. He said, not a word out of your mouth, because the day you become negative, the victory's gone. So they had to keep control of their tongues for seven days. And then when they shouted with unity in one voice, the walls came crumbling down. The miracle was in their mouths. And friends, you and I, and as a church, uh, we're going to lift our voices as one and we speak in unity as we shout in unity. There will be miracles all over the place. We're going to shout in unity, of course, something we do very much at New Zealand and beyond as well. Change your words. Change your will. There are hundreds of miracles waiting to come out of your mouth. It's time for you and me to minister the miracle working power of God. You can do this. I can do this. We will do this in Jesus' name. Amen.